slaves, not as slaves. And then you have, from that time frame, there's a gradual progression that takes place into the 1700s, where you find that the status of black people at this time begins to change from being indentured servants, where you're only you know, serving a, a contract, if you will, four to seven years, and then you acquire land and so on and so forth, and you move on as a free person. They were brought here. There's still a question as to how they ended up on that ship at Point Comfort. There's still some question as to that, and I've seen different things that, that speak to how it came to be that they became, uh, that they were on that Dutch ship. But when you think about the capital, and when you think about places like this coffee house, and you look at the type of conversations that took place here as well as in the capital, and then a place uh, that's set behind the coffee house here, where a lot of our African American interpretation, specifically for Revolutionary City, takes place down here. I see rows of benches and right. like an amphitheater. Right, right, exactly, exactly. All of the things that took place to become Americans, the whole idea of revolution, the whole idea of being free and independent, and all of these conversations that took place here. Meanwhile, in the back here, you have enslaved people that are having these conversations who aren't becoming free. And they realize it. And they realize it. <laughs> and they realize it. Can you give us just an example of what that, can you reenact a conversation that might have been going on at that time? You, if you imagine in any tavern or any coffee house, and the gentlemen are speaking about, uh, we will not be slaves to the British. We will not be slaves to tyranny. Who dare to have to serve a master uh, some hundreds and hundreds of miles across the water? when we should be uh, of self-governance here, here in these colonies, in these united colonies of America. And meanwhile, you have an enslaved man or woman or child standing by, quiet, not saying anything, but they're hearing and they're listening. In the same way that the whole idea of, of, of freedom and liberty have, if you will, affected the minds of Americans in the 1775 time frame, well, you have enslaved individuals who've been thinking about freedom for years. And as they see their masters talking about this freedom as well, now they're questioning freedom. And why is it that freedom is not being applied to them in the same way? You are listening to another Travel Radio International audio journey. We are exploring Colonial Williamsburg in the Commonwealth of Virginia. We walked near the Capitol building, where the General Assembly debated and framed legislation for this new country and its freedom from British rule. Richard Josie tells us about some Virginians who were fighting for a different type of freedom. How were some of the ways that African Americans overcame some of their obstacles? How did they get together? How did they communicate? For example, inside of a tavern or inside of a coffee house where men are talking about all of these ideals and, 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 and ways of how they're going to seek their freedom from the British, well, you have enslaved people that are overhearing these conversations. And whether it's waiting until Saturday night when there's a gathering, or whether it's passing somebody at market, or going to drop something off at some gentleman's house and seeing his enslaved person, and just a brief conversation, the networking and the passing of information is paramount. I mean, we see that as a major thing. That's how many of the enslaved folks are knowing things that are happening before the general community. They were allowed to gather publicly and 
that's the interesting thing about the whole institution of slavery. There's a verbiage that's used by gentlemen and, and some women at the time that refer to slaves as creatures and all of these other sorts of you know, types of this nomenclature that they attach to them. Demeaning terms. Exactly. You find that even with that, even with the fact that slaves are listed on inventory lists along with chairs and, and silverware and all those other sorts of things, that slave masters still recognize and understand that they are human. There are some who are questioning at this time the whole idea of owning slaves, but questioning owning slaves and while still owning slaves is an interesting story within itself. The agency of black Americans, and I'll call them black Americans at this time, the agency of black Americans at this time is the story now that we're moving forward to start showing. No longer want to allow anyone the opportunity to think that while this revolution was going on, that black Americans were just standing by, passively watching things take place. You had black Americans fighting in a revolutionary war on the British, on the side of the British, and on the side of the other.